go to your team and ask them that in the next two quarters, they need to find an AI tool that's either going to replace them or that's going to make them 50% more effective. And people have been doing that. And I love seeing it because it means that they are embracing the future. They are trying out new things. And that's the only mindset that we can have. So, uh, hi and welcome to the Expansive Podcast. My name is Eric, and here at the Expansive Podcast, we explore the frontiers of personal growth, business innovation, and technology. We are firm believers that growth and progress come from expanding our minds and exploring new possibilities and embracing change. And of course, as always with me on this journey is my ever-elegant co-host finding himself in, I think, Cape Town today, Mr. John Sonne. John, how are you doing, brother? Um, wonderful. Thank you. Great to be with you again. And uh, always excited to be recording the pod. Always excited to see what's going on out there in the world, as well as trying new ways to make this pod even more exciting. And we have such incredible mm. sort of behind the scenes things happening at the moment. We can't wait to launch everything and tell you all about it. Also, hello to all our new listeners. I keep going different places and I get told that They've shared the podcast with their families, their friends, with whoever. And it's just wonderful. Thank you so much, all of you, for listening to us. And it's funny, Eric. I don't know if you feel the same way, but when somebody says to me, hey, John, oh, we listen to your podcast. We love you and Eric chatting. My first emotion is, oh, that's so awesome that you're listening to the pod. My second emotion is, oh, my God, these people know us really well. Was our pods that good? Were, were we talking too much rubbish? Like, I immediately go flip into, ooh, they know us. They know me too well. They know me too well. Now. So what's your, what's Listen, your take? I, I, always, I, I love it because I think of when I'm listening to pods and, you know, you, you listen to it at the most kind of ob times. You know, it's like you have someone in your ear when you're running somewhere or you're doing dishes or right. like it's kind of like – that's the cool thing about a podcast. It's always the add-on activity. It's maybe something you sit and just do of course, on its yeah. own, right? Mm. And so to think that we've been people's companion in this mm. way for thousands and thousands <laughs> of hours by now is right. just an awesome feeling. And I'm like, yeah. I'm always just so delighted to, to know about that. Yeah, it's, it's a weird feeling. It's weird because you've never had it before. Weird You're feeling, like, I don't sure, know. Yes. Yeah, it's weird. Yes. Like, uh, yeah, I don't yeah. understand. I imagine like <laughs> pop stars... They, their songs get played when people are brokenhearted or energized. And then you see them and you're like, I've had this journey with you. And you're like, you're mm. totally clueless to the journey, right? It's, a, it's mm. an incredible thing. So let's get into today's pod. And what I want to talk about today is adaptability over stability. And... I think that what we have to start realizing is that the concept of stability is well and truly over, and it's something that we should not be craving. I always end off my keynotes with a slide that says, this is the time to seek discomfort. This is not a time to seek comfort. It's not a time to be chilling, watching Netflix, kicking back. Mm. This is a time to be elevating and evolving as quickly as possible. So seeking discomfort is a key. Now, the reason I think it's such an important topic is that some of my clients or potential clients, should I say, have asked me to come and speak about stability and to give their shareholders, their clients, and their employees 
a sense of hope for the future. My response to that is you can't offer a sense of hope. There is no hope for the future. There is only a deep responsibility that is required for us to evolve into becoming, maturing into, and recalibrating our brains to becoming adaptable machines. Now, I can't say this stuff enough because nobody is really practicing adaptability. Now, when a client, a huge bank, a huge insurance company, and a medical company come to me, and they say to me, John, we love your stuff. We've watched it all online, but we really want an inspiring and hopeful talk. And my response to all of them has been, I can't do that without bringing in a deep responsibility for change and also to let you know that every single domino effect that we once trusted is starting to fall. Now, how do you build hope in a world where the dollar is being challenged, the American alpha male position is being challenged, that you are having AI arriving out of nowhere? They say the general intelligence, general AI intelligence is only five years away when they thought it was 40 years away. Mm. There's just, how? How are you asking for stability? Now, I haven't got all three of those jobs because I told all three of those CEOs in nicer ways that I'm about to say it now, that you're lying. (laughs) You're lying. You're actually just lying. And you're kidding yourself. And so what we have to really think about is, are you aware of what's going on out there? Are you in tune with the amount of change that's happening? And are you kidding yourself by seeking stability and comfort in a time that I will, I mean, I'll put my neck out. I don't think humans have ever gone through this. The internet wasn't so massive. The electricity wasn't this, I mean, I wasn't around, maybe it was. But dude, we got AI and the demise of our economic situation where you don't know where you put the dollars. Like they said on the on the one post I saw, never been a better time to be poor because you don't have to worry about your dollars disappearing and evaporating as they have in many, many different countries around the world, like Venezuela and Lebanon and other places like Zim. So, you know, mm. there's too many domino effects. And I think it's important for us to really start to dive deep into why is it that we seek stability? And I'm happy to unpack that with you. And why is it that we can't move into adaptability? And this affects individuals, businesses, leadership styles, right across the board. That's my opening statement. I will now rest. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the thing I want to push back against a little, a little bit against you is that I actually think that when you encourage people to take deep responsibility, what that does is create immense hope, right? Because I think you you have to be hopeful for the future. But the only way you get to be hopeful for the future is if you are the one directing what that future is. And if you take ownership for the decisions that you're going to make and the actions you will take. And so, yes, when you are the victim of the changes happening around you and you don't know what to do, it can feel very hopeless. And the only way that you shift that into hope is you become the creator, you become the owner, uh, you become the one that directs your life. And so deep responsibility in that sense actually creates hope. Does that make sense? I should have 
Yeah, I mean, I've just lost three jobs because I didn't, I didn't frame it like that. But I, I love how you yeah. framed it because you're absolutely right. But it wasn't a request from any of these CEOs. They just wanted stability and hope. Mm. And I was like, it has to be intertwined with this deep responsibility. But you're absolutely right. It mm. does give you hope when you become the captain of your own ship. When you become the captain of yeah. your own ship, then you, you're in charge of it, you know? So I agree with you. Mm. Good point. Yeah, because I... I mean, who's, who's the ones that feel hopeless? It's the victim who feels that everything is happening to them, who feels yes. that, oh, like all these things are happening in the world and like, poor me, poor me. Like yeah. I'm going to lose my job to AI. Poor me. The world yeah. is so unfair. Like the yeah. dollar is collapsing. None of these things have anything to do with you. They couldn't care less about you, <laughs> yeah. but it's still going to happen to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But as always, we have the choice in how we are going to respond. And yeah. I've already, I mean, I've been, I've been so encouraged looking online to see people responding to, for example, the changes in AI and becoming very excited and very enthusiastic about it and trying it out. And, you know, I've been issuing this challenge to teams saying to them, like, go to your team and ask them that in the next two quarters, they need to find an AI tool that's either going to replace them or that's going to make them 50% more effective. Mm. And people have been doing that. And I love seeing it because it means that they are embracing the future. They are trying mm. out new things. And that's the only mindset that we can have. Like you were saying, people still have this need for stability. But stability is gone. Like when, when your clients come to you, I'm, even, I'm trying to think, you know, when they come to you and they say, we need to talk and we want you to encourage people around stability, what, what stability are they? Where, where are they hoping <laughs> that you is, will find stability is, to talk about? <laughs> it's, it's almost like they're expecting me to come and say, don't worry, don't worry. Everything you've seen on social yeah. media and on the news, ah, don't worry. It's not going to affect your investments. You're going to be fine. You're gonna, and also yeah. your job specifically is safe. Don't worry about your job. It's All fine. the other jobs are going to get taken away. All of them. Nothing is like, changing. Uh, Actually, nothing, nothing is, is changing. changing. In the banking and the financial system industry, is staying exactly yes. the same. Yeah. It's stable. It's stable. Don't worry about the dollar. Yeah. But let's <laughs> let's also look at the fact that you know some very very smart people right now are talking about Bitcoin becoming a million dollars. Now, this is a hugely extravagant idea, but have you do you know who it is that's saying that? Have you seen the interview I about saw, that guy? He's the ex-CTO of Coinbase. And um, when I he does interviews Balaji with Tim Ferriss and Joe Rogan, Belavi, Bivali. Yeah, the, the, the Indian B guy. Hey? Belaji, Belaji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Belaji, yeah. Okay, so he, he, he does these seven-hour interviews. I mean, he is a super smart guy. He's like a, no, he's geez, a, he's like a quantum no, computer. A now, he's the one who said that. And you got to think to yourself, mm. and then who else says it? Ray Dalio says that there's a collapse, it's imminent, and, and it's imminent because all empires collapse. Now, what's the first thing that's going to go when an empire collapses? Is the financial system, the economic system. Now, let's unpack that a little bit. And let's start to unravel that the reason the dollar became the global exchange is that America did a deal to say to Saudi, let's price your oil in dollars. And if we price your oil in dollars and everybody in the world is buying oil because it's the major energy source, then everything will be calculated in dollars. And so there was a genius move from them 80 years ago to do that. Mm. But now what's happened is that China has gone in 
and created a treaty between Iran and Saudi, some of the biggest oil exporters, with Russia. And they have all now created a pact that they're going to move over to the one, the Chinese one, and take away the dominance of the dollar as the main global currency. Now, that's the first hit. That's a hit. Now, I don't think that China, Russia, and Saudi combined have the military force of America. Nobody does. And it's, 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 you can see that America spends more money on their army than they do on the infrastructure inside their own country. The infrastructure is falling apart, mm. but they have armies mm. that are second to none and pretty much all over the world. So there's a financial shift that's coming and a political, socioeconomic shift that's coming that's going to be impacting the way we are led, the tonality of the world that we are living in. Now, I was with my friend Iraj Abadian the other day, and he said it is the alliance of the unholy. It's almost like everybody that's like a dictator is getting together and they are like, yeah. they're getting together <laughs> to like band against the enemy of the bully that's America. Yeah. Now you take all of Do this that, into consideration. You, yeah. sorry, sorry, I just want to say, when you see the, the photos in the press yeah. of like the BRICS people shaking hands and you have yeah. like um, Putin was in there and Zuma is yeah. in there, I'm like, Jesus, yeah. it really is the alliance of the unholy. It's the like, alliance of the unholy, a, it really is. Perfect, yeah. perfect yeah. capturing of it. I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But look, you know what's happened is that America has been a bully for far too long and they're standing up, mm. rightfully so. And now you have all the Ameri- not all, but most of the South African presidents also saying, "Forget about it. I'm not. I'm not playing the game anymore. Where the dollar is king and the euro is king, and the rest of us are eating dirt." So there's a massive uprising coming, which means that dollars are going to be shaky. I don't think they're going to disappear, but they're definitely going to be shaky. And if you got money in dollars, you got to be thinking about other currencies. I, mean, I don't even know what the answer is. I think Bitcoin might be the answer, and you hope mm. Bitcoin doesn't go nowhere either. I, I just, gold, maybe. You can buy some gold if you want. But just understand that shift that's coming. And this is what, when these CEOs are briefing me, are they, what they got their heads in the sand? They don't know that this is coming. How do you have stability in any market when you have this sort of thing? Now, let's park that. Any comments on that before I go into the next one? No, no. I, I, I want to encourage people to go and have a look at it because um, there's a lot of changes that are happening regarding the financial systems. And I think we often turn a bit of a blind eye to it, you know, because it seems like, oh, like it, it kind of seems improbable. Like it seems yeah. like it could never happen that the yeah, dollar, exactly. yeah. that, that, that we go through, a, they call it de-dollarization. Like yeah. you can't actually think that it's going to happen. Yeah. But then to your point around empires, you know, that mm. fall over time, I saw a, a post that said, um, currencies, the reserve currency usually lasts about 94 years mm. and the dollar is way past that. Mm. And so actually when you go back in time, what it means is that we've had different reserve currencies over time. Mm. Mm. And so, yeah, the dollar is overdue. Um, yeah. And what happens? We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. But people should be educated. They should make an effort to go and read about these things. Yeah. Read, just watch. You don't even have to read. There's the million yeah. YouTube channels yeah. that are teaching you these things. So you have mm. instability over there, right? Which is a socioeconomic, massive, massive instability that's coming. Underlying that is the blockchain and the cryptocurrencies, which is the next phase of these things coming into, into sort of fruition. Then let's go on to this side of the discussion. And the side of the discussion obviously is AI. And so now what you're having is all sectors in the service department of every, every service 
based business is going to be affected in one way or the other. If not over the next five years, most of them get wiped out because there's just no point. And so you have this unbelievable tsunami of AI. And we've got to remember something that we as human beings do not have the philosophy to understand how to deal with an entity that's much smarter than us. Like, we don't know how to do that. Just mm. like you were saying, I don't know how to not think of the world in dollar terms because it's all the programming I've been given. And now we're thinking about having to deal with an entity that's smarter than us. Now you combine these two. And I want to tell these CEOs, if you're listening to this, you want stability. Are you a Muppet? Like, what the hell? How? How do you want stability? It's just a time of instability. And you've got to be so ready for it, so conscious of it, so aware of it, even for your own sake, and I even think maybe, Eric, maybe, and this is just coming to me now, is they're protecting their own businesses. So they do want to avoid this instability because it's going to impact their own lives and their own businesses. And so maybe it is better to try and ignore it to a certain extent and look for somebody else to come in and confirm their thoughts. But man, this mm. is just a time of instability and adaptability. And so... No, I just keep watching these things. And every time I watch anything, I just transfer more money into Bitcoin or transfer more money into my property account. Like, I don't know what to do mm. because if the dollar collapses, then what? Mm. Every other currency is linked to it. But I think that's the, that's the smart thing to, the smart way to approach it is, I don't know what to do, but I'm doing something and I'm taking some action in, in, in a diversified way. And I'm not just talking about like financial, um, like like your financial life here. I'm talking about really everything. We spoke about this before also that, you know, the way that you're building your business should be multidimensional. So it, it all comes back to this idea of being anti-fragile. So you never want to have a single point of failure. Don't have all your money in one stock. Don't have all your business in one product or one service. The more you can diversify, the more you can be uh, safeguarded against the things that are changing in the future. But also the most obvious thing is, and, it, like, and, it, and it's so clear is that the best way to protect your business isn't to tighten up, it's to loosen up. Because the more open you become, the more you see these new opportunities presented to you. Because yes, unfortunately, Mr. CEO, Mr. CEO, like your business is going to be impacted by the changes that are happening. Closing up, protecting is the wrong way to approach it. The best way, and I was actually, you know, um, we did our, our ChatGPT webinar the other day for EO, uh, Middle East. What was it? Middle East, Mepa. Pakistan, and Africa. Mepa. Yeah, Mepa, yeah. Eh? Mepa. Middle East, Pakistan, and Africa. Um, so we did, a, we did a webinar for them around uh, ChatGPT. And after that, we, we had some people sending us feedback around what they thought about it. And one lady said, you know, um, I'm reminded again that I need to be adaptable. And it's one of those things that we speak about adaptability all the time. In some ways, I think maybe because we speak about it so often, it starts losing its power. But if you start really framing your life through the lens of adaptability, it's a very, very potent characteristic or character trait to develop. That everything that you do is about how do I become more adaptable, more fluid moving into the future. I'm not trying to protect an old identity. I'm not trying to protect an old business model. I'm not trying to protect an old way of doing things. I am open, adaptable to where I need to go in order to position myself for success. And so actually 
yes, there was a time when stability was a good thing, but like there's just there's no way there's no place to find stability and unless you turn inwards, right? That's the only stability you have is the values that you show up, who you are, who you are becoming. That's stability internally, but externally, nothing. You know, if you have you been to India, Eric, I don't think you have. So no. when, you, when you go to India, it's absolute chaos, right? Or we all know this, but everybody's super calm. Mm. Every taxi driver, scooter driver, car driver, everybody, everybody's calm. And it's actually because you have to find stillness within yourself because of the unbelievable chaos on the outside. And this is what's going on is that we have to find that stillness within ourselves. Now, this is just a practice of watching empires breathe in and breathe out. And if we take an eagle's eye viewpoint is we realize that just this empire that we've been watching for the last 80 years, which is America, is not going to be around. I saw the stat today that, that I wanted to share. It says more than 70% of Chinese, Saudi, and Indian respondents felt that AI had more benefits than drawbacks. Americans, only 35% of them thought that AI had benefits. Now, think about the stat. Really? The underdogs. Wow are super keen. The big dogs are super unkeen. And what does that mean? We don't want anything <laughs> to change. Everything's been great for us. Wow. The dollar's been working for us. We have been top of the dog pops. And now all of a sudden the underdogs are like, no, 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 bring, bring that new technology. I need to play with that new technology. And so this is a, such a reminiscence of any empire that doesn't want to be evolving. So you have infighting, you have far too many wars going on. You're far too focused on maintaining your power through force. And now you have Chinese coming in behind the scenes, doing all sorts of other sort of jobs. And you know what? The Americans have made it easy for the Chinese to create a story that you've been dealing with a bully for the last uh, mm. 50, 80 years. And everybody's like, you're right. We've been dealing with a bully. No more. No more. And so the demise has begun. This is the instability that we are needing to prepare for. And so anyway, that's, that, that's the topic. You know, dude, um, yeah, and, and I think it keeps coming back to what we speak about most on this podcast, which is you have to evolve yourself because that's, that's ultimately the only way we get to deal with all this uncertainty in the world around us. There's nothing that you and I can do that's going to slow down the progress of AI. We spoke about this last week. Elon Musk and Steve Wozniak and Andrew Yang, all those guys signing a petition saying slow down AI. That's not going to happen. So what we're going to do is also not going to change that. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing we're going to do is going to affect world currencies and the creation of, of a new currency by BRICS. Yeah. Nothing that we're going to do is going to change um, woke culture and people wanting to identify in different ways. So you can't stop the world changing. The world is going to change. What you can do is modulate your response to that mm. change. And the way that you do that is... I think you have to get to know yourself a bit better and understand mm. what you stand for and uh, reflect on the changes you've made in the past and how you've done that. And then just be the change. Know the change mm. is going to happen all the time and just be okay with the change. That's it. I was speaking to a, a dude last week. He's in a leadership position. And one of his things that he struggles with the most is to be assertive in, in relationships at work. So, you know, if someone says, I want to work from home, but he actually wants them to work at the office, he'll flip. And if 
they say, you know, I'm, I'm late with this thing. I didn't get it done in time. You'll be like, oh, it's okay. Like there's no boundaries, you know, he's not, there's no assertiveness in his communications. And he said, the reason I think that's happening is because I don't know myself. I don't know what my values really are. And you listen to that and you go like, how does that happen? How do you not know yourself? But we know from research that only 15% of people are really deeply self-aware. And so most of us are just coasting through life. We aren't taking the time to figure out who we are. And the more we can figure out who we are, the more comfortable and confident you'll be in responding to this change. And so when all of this is happening outside, yes, there are changes you need to make externally, but there are a ton of changes that you need to make internally as well. Well said. I like it. That's a great place to end Mm. the pod, Eric. There we go. So listen, dude, thank you so much. Um, Thank you for the stability you've brought to the pod over the past (laughs) 138 (laughs) podcasts. Yeah. It's been great. Um, And to everyone listening, thank you so much for joining us again on the Expansive Podcast. There are a ton of good things heading your way soon. Uh, More events, more shows, and we look forward to sharing this journey with you. In the meantime, what you can do is head over to iTunes to leave us a, a little review about what you think about the podcast. Of course, only five-star reviews are allowed. That is a little (laughs) agreement that we have with all of our listeners. Uh, So thank you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, We always love spending time with you. And we'll see you again on the Expansive Podcast next week. Goodbye. Ciao.